Welcome to the Pulp Fiction Podcast, a podcast that discusses favourite film, least favourite film, genre, and how films have evolved through the years. Today's guest is... James Wiggins, how are you, mate? Oh, I'm very good, thank you. How are you, Sam? I'm fine, thank you, myself. I'm excited to get this started. Okay, so we'll start the questions with what's your favourite film and why is it your favourite film? I'd say definitely my favourite film would have to be Scooby-Doo, without a doubt. So um, why would you... Why is it's it one your... of those movies. It's wholesome, it's a classic, and obviously I was a massive fan of Scooby-Doo growing up, especially with the live actions. To me, they're just some of the best movies out there. Why Would you say growing up with Scooby-Doo affects it being your favourite film? Oh yeah, definitely, 100%. It's always been one of those movies that I've always felt like I related to the characters, like Shaggy. Yeah. I think I, I relate to him a lot, you know, I love my food. You know, I'll go be making like tower sandwiches, midnight snacks, and, like <laughs> everything else on it. You know, triple stack sandwiches, whack your burgers on there and everything. <laughs> and I just, I just really think that, um, yeah, definitely says impacted my life quite a bit because I never really fit in when I was younger. So, hmm. carry on it. As I said, so Scooby Doo was like a way that. I helped fit in because I was like, I'm kind of like the shaggy of my own little Scooby gang, if you know what I mean. Would you say you relate? Yeah, yeah. So you basically relate to Shaggy. So would you say that Shaggy is your favorite character in the film? Yeah, I'd definitely say so. He has that sort of, you know, crackhead. I don't <laughs> care what anyone thinks. That I will make sandwiches even if there's a monster terrorizing the place. Yeah, he sort you. of has that. Yeah, he has that laid-back, cool sort of attitude, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, from watching it more recently to prepare for this, I would definitely say he is one of the funniest characters in the film. Yeah, did you know, in fact, Matthew, I think his person who played Charlie was called Matthew Izzard or Blizzard. Blizzard. I forgot the pronunciation. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. When he went to the actual cast, he screamed himself hoarse just so he could have that let's go i can't do it i can do a scooby doo one better yeah but he screamed himself hoarse so he mm. could have that like croakiness in his voice and like it was funny because i watched the uh, youtube video about it and apparently the actual creator of scooby doo the one of the writers came out and asked him was like, are you okay like do you need any help and it was just so funny and i think it was like it definitely relates to him as a character, but yes, I'd, I'd 100% say he's one of my favourite characters. What about you? What's your favourite character? I would say it, it would be the same, mainly because he does such a good... Like, if you watch the cartoon version, which came yeah. out then, you'd have to say that that is one of the most... Like, I don't, I don't know what... It's like... It's iconic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's, he seems to do it really... Well, like he does a really yes. good impersonation of the character, and yeah, yeah, he was definitely made for the part, hundred percent. Yeah, he he's, he voices them on the new films now. I think, if I'm right. Oh wow! I yeah. did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So where 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 did you first see the film then? I first watched Scooby Doo actually when I think my parents got must have gotten it for me for Christmas when I was about seven or six and. It was funny because I always remember them saying when we got you that DVD or how broke loose because you would watch it non-stop. And I think I watched it that many times and I was that into it that I literally know half the script off by heart. 
would you yeah would you say that um you getting here such a young age and being such a fan of Scooby-Doo, say if it came out later in your life, in your lifetime, say like now or time, would you say your opinion would be different on the film or? No, my opinion would stay the same, to be honest. Like, I love Scooby-Doo. I have a Scooby-Doo teddy that I've lost, but that's besides the point. I have Scooby-Doo pajamas, you know, I've got old films. I know a bit about the film. I pretty much know the first film script off by heart. And I'd say, obviously, having it in my life from such a young age, especially when I showed the in, really did impact me. Yeah. Which is why if I ever find out they're releasing a new live action, I'm like, right, I'm seeing that straight up. First day, I will see it 10 times and give yeah. the company the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would, would, well, what, what, would you say you've got a high opinion on the live action films as a whole then? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, I don't mind the classics. Like, some of the animated films, like, one of my favourite used to be The Cyber Chase, I think it was called. Yeah. Where they had to go in through different video games and everything. That that was a fun one. Yeah, that was a fun one. And then, obviously, you know, you had The Zombie Island, you had Camp Scare, you had The Yeti one, you had The Chinatown one, you had The Hex Girls again, which, like, that that, that was a good one, let's just say. But overall, I think, the live action is just like they turn it into a reality you know what i mean yeah so like whereas before it was animated you know it was it was brought to life in a sense but it wasn't like oh hey i could actually be shaggy if that makes sense or scooby or daphne or bam or fred yeah but with the live actions it's obviously it brings it to life so it kind of for me it brings a massive dream of mine to life if that makes sense yeah that makes sense dude and yeah, no, I, I definitely say I, I prefer the live actions. I think that don't mind it. I wouldn't have a lot of hate for this, but I think they're funnier. Obviously, just because like slapstick humor and everything, like Scooby's was a reggae <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's um, yeah, I, I'd say I definitely prefer. Them. What about you? Which ones do you prefer? I I would. If for the child in me that was always watched the Scooby Doo films with my granddad, I always have to say the animated ones. But yeah, I, I, bought, I, I bought the 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 like the new ones I showed you, like the live action ones. I loved both of them. Oh, have them. you seen? Sorry, carry on. Go ahead, carry on, dude. Don't worry. Oh no, I was gonna say, have you seen um the other two they did, the Mystery Begins and Curse of the Lake Monster? I did not think as of them as highly as I did of the first two. Yeah. No, I mean, the first two, like, I reckon personally, like, the first one was the best, without a doubt. You know, you had Emil Mondavarius, who was also Rowan Atkinson. One of the Obviously, best comedy actors of our generation. Exactly. You had a few cameos in there as well. And obviously, yeah. it was it was definitely a really good film, all, all around really well put together. And then with the second one, I feel like they lost that nostalgia a bit. Yeah. You know, because they brought a lot into the one movie. I mean, they obviously had Seth Green play Patrick. Yeah. He was Farmer's Crush, which was, it was cool to get Seth Green in there. But I yeah. think they kind of rushed it. You know what I mean? There was so much going on. And there was so much. You kind of got lost a bit. Yeah. Would you say the film, the second film is a little more oversaturated then? 
if you get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a little bit scarier, especially for like a PG film. I like when I was a little kid, I used to get scared by it. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Even today, that film kind of scares me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not a horror fan by any means. Well, I, I, I was 19. I was like trembling behind my cushion. Honestly, it was terrifying. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I think definitely. I think they oversaturated it. I mean, with the Two that they brought out most recently, which was uh, Mystery Begins and Because of the Late Monster. Yeah. Mystery Begins for me was more wholesome. Like yeah. you saw Shaggy for who he was, you know, you saw how Shaggy came, uh, sorry, how Scooby came into his life. And it was really just like, if what kind of made sense, it was more like an origin story than an actual movie, if that made sense. You, yeah, that, that does make sense to me. Nice. Yeah. So, what would you say of this, the films? The films. What would you say of the legacy it's left on cinema? Oh, on cinema or on yeah. like as TV as a whole? Yeah, TV as a whole, just anything really. On TV yeah. as a whole, sorry, I think it's left like a massive legacy because I think they're going to be making Scooby Doo's for a very long time, and I don't think they're going to stop. The characters are t- too timeless to. Yeah. It's too much of a classic. Like when they created the first Scooby Doo, I think they created a masterpiece, but didn't realize it. Yeah, he's, he's the most iconic dog you will ever meet. If you can ask a two-year-old who was Scooby Doo, they will know. You can ask so, a seventy-eight-year-old, they will know who Scooby Doo is. Similar to like characters like Tom and Jerry, you think of a cat and mouse. Yeah. Those being the first first characters to. Exactly. It's like if someone says. What's the first thing pops into your head when I say mystery? You're going to go, Scooby-Doo. Or Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Sherlock. Yeah, I mean, if Sherlock had a big wet nose, and I think everyone would watch him as well. But Yeah. Yeah, just sniffing out that. But So a lot of people these days believe that most live-action films based on cartoons, they're never really that great. What What is your opinion on that? I don't fully agree with that, you see. I think art is very subjective, especially when it comes to movies, for example. Yeah. Not related, but with Fantastic Beasts, even when it first came out, everyone was really sceptical about it. You know, they were like, Mm. it's not the same as Harry Potter, they're going to ruin the series. And whereas writers and people who watched it gave it like three stars, two stars, in reality, it was actually a masterpiece. And I think not a lot of people realise that. Some like you're saying, like some people might see it. You might like see a different painting. One person could see it as a masterpiece, exactly, yeah. see it as a piece of shit. It's all yeah, yeah, pretty much yeah. It's all like a piece of shit. But it's all about. I personally reckon it's all about what you grow up with on your beliefs and values. Yeah, pardon me. Sorry. It's, it's, so if you don't it's, like change your math, sorry. Go on. Carry on, dude. Don't worry. Okay, I was gonna say if you don't like change a massive amount you are going to struggle with the Scooby-Doo live actions because it's not what you know. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking for new ways to develop yourself or just in general, you have that open mindset, you tend to be either surprised or sometimes you can be disappointed by live actions. I mean, look at what was called Green Lantern. That was horrifying. Yeah, that was was shocking. That was. Yeah. Like like, all animated that. What would you say about the effects of the Scooby-Doo films then? Like, meaning like of Scooby and the monsters? Oh, the CGI was really clever. Um, I know, like, on a behind-the-scenes on the disc, 
it shows you a man in like just this green costume with a tail and it was so funny and weird when you looked at it but the fact of this film was released in 2001 so obviously yeah. when i was born and obviously i think the see it must have been a year before you were born is that about mm. right yeah yeah and sorry and i was just gonna say i was just gonna say CGI for that, like for that time frame, I thought it was insane. You know, you had a dog dressed up as an old lady. He's like, "Yo, who's the ugly broad?" He's like, "Say hello to grandma." And it's just <laughs> that sort of basic comedy, but at the same time having that those really cool effects. I think it was definitely ahead of its time. Like even the monsters yeah. bursting out into flames whenever the sunlight touched them, mm. or that really cool soul swapping scene. Like I think it was very good considering. Would you would you say if someone were to watch it with a more critical look, they probably wouldn't like it comparing it to somebody who just wants to watch a film for watching a film's sake? Yeah, I'd definitely say so. I mean, the number one bad thing about critics is they are critics. They will look for any small flaw, small detail that doesn't make sense and make a massive thing about it. And I don't really see what the point is in that. You know, it's like it's a much loved beloved classic. You know, it made, I think, coming up to about 200 million. I might be wrong in that. But it made a massive amount on the profit margin when it got released. And I think, it, like I said, it all just depends on your mindset. Like, if you went in very open-minded, you might be surprised. Whereas if you went in very closed-minded, you still might be surprised, but you wouldn't enjoy the film as much, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, right, what, what, what do you reckon? What do you what do you think? I would I would say the same to you because since becoming a critic, I've tried to see films more critically, but even films that like people will say are bad, I still I'm the type of person to try and find good in in things. You, you if you yeah. know me. No, I so, know what you mean. Yeah. So I will never I will rarely give a one star review. Unless it's Green Lantern. <laughs> All the dark crimes with Jim Carrey, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other level. Yeah, that was just just dreadful. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I, I believe you. I believe you there. Yes. So, like thinking of the film, what what were you thinking from the first time you watched it, and then what has your opinion changed more recently on the film? I think the first time I watched it, I was a bit, obviously I was younger, I must have been six or seven. So I kind of didn't fully know what was going on. Yeah. But obviously, the more that I watched it, I think there was a point I must have watched that movie 278 times in one year. <laughs> and that was like every day. And my parents were just like, you need to get a hobby. I was like, no, I've got a hobby watching films. But... Um, <laughs> Definitely, I'd say, definitely, it was, um, first time I watched it, I probably don't remember much about it, but I know the more I watched it, the more I started falling in love with it, and I don't mean that I wanted to start making out with it, no, I'm not that weird, but, (laughs) obviously, it kind of grows on you, like, the more you watch it, for example, with my parents, they kind of got fed up of watching it, but with me, I just wanted to carry on, and I definitely definitely say yeah you grew on me because i could relate to shaggy you know what i mean i i never really fit yeah. in when i was growing up you know, i didn't have many friends and obviously i did i did have a dog 
I did have my dogs with me. I kind of thought like, yeah, I'll be like Shaggy, you know what, it'll get better, you know, and it has. And um, yeah. I look back and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm happy about that. But 100%, I'd say definitely it grew on me. Would, would you say that your opinion might have changed if you hadn't watched it as many times as you did? I think, well, I mean, I think if you watch it 276 times in a year, you need help. But um, <laughs> I'm only joking. Please don't, nobody take that seriously. But um, that's a good question, actually. I think it probably would have stayed the same because with me, Scooby-Doo's always been close to my heart. Hmm. And obviously, for something that's been always close to my heart, I think even if I watched it once, even if I watched it a thousand times, I'd still have that same emotional connection to it. If you know what I mean, like you have some movies that you love and you can watch over and over and over again yeah. and like not get bored ever. And obviously Scooby was one of those movies for me. Whereas just an example, Star Wars, not just Star Wars, I find quite lengthy, if that makes sense, quite heavy going. Yeah, it's like you have to be in the right mindset to watch those films. Yeah, definitely. Cause, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of them, but it's a very confusing order. Especially with the new ones. It's like one, two, three is actually four, five, six. Four, five, six is one, two, three. But now seven, it goes back to number seven. However, eight goes back between one and three. And then it's like, oh, for fuck. You know what I mean? So you're, you would say you're a film fan who doesn't, doesn't like to think a lot about the film while you're watching it then? Yeah, definitely. I'd say. Well, I know I annoyed my, obviously I'm at university now, and I remember when me and my flatmates watched Scooby-Doo, I was there miming every word to it, and they actually had to kick me out because I was getting that annoying. <laughs> uh, which was actually very funny, because I just kept on, like, starting speaking in the hallway, and they're like, oh, for sake. But, um, wait, sorry, can you remind me what the question was again? I forgot, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, could you remind me of what the question was? Yeah. I've forgotten. Sorry, sorry, bro. It just... Oh, I've forgotten, eh? Oh, sorry. Well, let's move on anyway. Um, yeah, that's just a fun little anecdote. Yeah. Well, what, with the film, then, like, what what would yeah. you say would be the, your favourite scene in the movie? When you think of Scooby-Doo, what's oh, the first scene in your mind? You are mean. Yeah, um, I know. You are harsh. I'd say the first thing that comes to my mind is definitely there's quite can I pick more than one or does it have to be one? You can pick more than one because we're going over all the Scooby Doo live action scenes. Oh films heck this. yeah, even better. Okay, so my first favorite scene was definitely when they were in the van and obviously in the background it was like and it was just so like goofballish and stupid but vibey at the same time and then it's when like they start panicking so, yeah it had that sort of chill reggae vibe to it and I, yeah. the funniest thing for me was when he knocked on the door and they just started running everywhere grabbing all this food and they came out yeah. and he was like yo I'm going to invite you to a spooky island what do you say? He was like eh, no thanks and he was like room on board eh, no thanks eh, no thanks and Oh, you can eat. And Scooby's reaction was so funny. He just dropped to the floor. He's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just like that. that's Scooby and Shaggy, isn't it? They're always eating. Yeah, I know. 
I mean, it must get pretty expensive. But if it's all you can eat, you, you got to accept that offer, haven't you? Yeah, you, I think I think anybody would would accept an offer if they said all oh, you can eat. Oh yeah, man. Oh, I'd be like, yo, stacking up them burgers and them Doritos. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'd say my second favorite. I only have three main scenes really that stick out. It's probably yeah. it's a bit more like shows my emotional side, but it's when Shaggy fell in love. Hmm. And obviously, I've, I've got a girlfriend now, and she, she's so amazing. Honestly, I can ask for a better girlfriend. But I always remember when I was younger, I always felt that I was alone in a way. Hmm. And that scene where Mary Jane walks onto that airplane and Shaggy literally just drops his food and Scooby eats it. And it sort of it puts at your heartstrings, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, what's your opinion on that scene? It's, it's weird because recently I found out about the pun of what oh. Mary Jane stands for. Yeah, I still watch it the same. I was like, nah, screw you, haters. <laughs> yeah. But at the same yeah, time, definitely. it's, yeah, it's definitely a, a scene that, like, that I, I would say the same as you. I, I was never, like, I was always the outsider growing up. So I could only ever imagine yeah, that happening in real life. So, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, it'd be cool. What I reckon they should do is create Spooky Island. The amount hmm. of money they would get, like, you'd have a backlog of at least, like, 10 years of people that wanted to go or would want to go. Like, yeah. you'd make an absolute fortune if you just made a Spooky Island. Like, everyone would pay for it. Yeah. Like, if it's been that much of a hit and that much of a classic, everyone would want to go. It didn't matter. It wouldn't matter where you're from probably even how much it costs everyone would want to go there it would be like a brand new disney yeah but i i think at the same time though it would also depend on your love for scooby-doo yeah true true yeah true. yeah that's a good point or horror yeah let's be honest so but yeah you... and i think there's a problem me and my two favorite scenes yeah Hang on, sorry, sorry. so would you say that scooby-doo was your first introduction to the horror genre I think I wouldn't really call it a horror movie, to be honest. It's got a bit of more in the aspect of what the island is. It's kind of it's a bit spooky. Yeah. But it's kind of dumbed down for younger audiences, if you know what I mean. So it's not full on like Violet from The Nun. Yeah. But it's more like it's like I think it eases it nicely. Like it's not too scary for little kids. It's not too scary for adults. So this is the first one. The second one's like what did you do hmm. I think what introduced me to the horror genre was probably I think it was a Saw series that, I, I've never yeah. seen those films haven't you oh they, they're good they're good they're gory yeah but I suppose I was kind of into that when I was younger and hmm. it's sort of those that really kind of started kickstarting me in the right path but yeah I'd say I'd say Scooby-Doo did definitely give me a bit of intrigue as to what it was all about and um, yeah, it's it's always got that message of like Scooby Doo, where it's just like uh, all monsters wear masks. Like, oh yeah, and I think the twist of like their actual real monsters was actually really clever, to be honest. Yeah, like it's it's different. They did they did something similar in Zombie Island, didn't they? Yeah, that that was great. Yeah. So it's. Awesome. 
it gives you a new take on these films, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's like Mystery Incorporated or Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. Like every episode led up to something bigger. Yeah. And I think that was so good because I so wanted to watch a new episode every time to figure out what was happening. And obviously, I won't give any spoilers away to anyone listening. But I always remember when I found out what happened, I was like, this is so cool, but so confusing. And I think it's got, it's a perfect mix, isn't it? It's like an equilibrium. You need not too much, not too little. You need just the right amount. Yeah. So, would you say that? The show with continuity, would you say that would make would have made the series more co- more gripping for you? Uh, sorry, what what do you mean by continuity? As in having the same thing like, applied throughout? Like it's like it's like a show with like different mysteries every episode, but there's always, oh yeah, I think there's big story so, in the background, isn't there? Yeah, I'd say that's definitely a good way to hook people because I'm not dissing Scooby Doo when I say this, but you can only get so much entertainment from oh mystery bad guy what's gonna happen mystery bad guy he gets and you know what i mean it does get kind of prolonging at times yeah so I, I definitely say the fact that they added that extra bit of this is going to lead to something bigger it's kind of like if you play assassin's creed when you know you've got the main missions but on the side you know you can collect the puzzle pieces for that armor set or something like that. So similar to a game, those are like side missions, the mysteries, and the big yeah. is like the main story to it. Exactly, yeah. That, that couldn't have put it better. <laughs> yeah. So like, would you say that if they didn't have that, would you say that the series would have gone stale? I don't think it would have gone stale because obviously there's a lot of blood for Scooby Doo. It was a new take on better graphics. It was a new take on like a risky take that paid off well. But I think it wouldn't have got as much love as it did if there wasn't that extra thing to reel the viewers in. Yeah. Because it essentially hooks you in because you want to know. And then you're like, oh, so this is like you're starting to be the mystery yourself. You're starting to be the detectives. Yeah, it's it's like for for kids, for little kids especially, that would be their way of learning about like basic problem solving and exactly. I mean, it doesn't teach them very well about why not to trespass, but we'll leave that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, it's um, I say it worked very well. Hmm. So, so. for the. So for the film, like for the newer films, what would what would you? Yeah. I don't. It's a, It's hard to try and put this in a question, but like, would you say? Yeah, they, give it your best shot. They're better. They're worse. Would you say? Yeah. Would you say they uh, have better scenes, or would you say the the effect, like for Scooby, especially for me, I thought that Scooby looked oh, yeah. better. In the in the new ones than the old ones, what would you say? What would be your take on that? I'd say it varies, really. As in, in terms of graphics, they have gotten better. But for example, like when CBBC changed their like iconic logo into the worst non-teenagery thing I think I've ever seen, just straight up lines and curves. 
Mm. You know, it kind of ruined it. And I know there was a series of Scooby-Doo where Scooby looked like he was on meth. <laughs> it was like, where are they now? Drugs edition. And everything was so bad and so off. And it really like upset me as a viewer, especially because it's not the Scooby Doo you grew up with. So would you? I think it's. Would you say that? I think, that was just your opinion then, because he was like, "You think of Scooby Doo as this, but then they did it like this." Did that upset you? I mean, it doesn't affect my opinion. Like, it would annoy me because Scooby Doo is that iconic. You can't change him. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can put him in live actions. You can update his graphics. That's fine. Make him sound like a computer. <laughs> obviously, you can keep him animated, but. Don't go and change it so much that they aren't recognisable, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because they changed it so much that most people, there was literally so many people getting so mad at what they did. Hmm. They cut the show after the first season. So like, like... They just cut it. Yeah, like similar to the newest film they've done, Scoob. I didn't think very highly of it because instead of it being a mystery, it was just another like superhero movie what yeah i thought you did would you say that scooby-doo as a whole it needs to be a mystery movie or did you say it could foray into those types of genres i'd say it's a bit of both really as in obviously scooby-doo mystery that's what it's most known for and it's okay to branch out and say like we turn into a superhero movie but if you move that mystery or remove it hmm you're not making a Scooby-Doo movie. You're making a new movie that's like Scooby-Doo, only a little bit worse. Yeah. So, for example, in the Mystery Incorporated seasons, there are some scenes where Shaggy gets special powers. (laughs) And that was okay, because there was still that mystery there. It wasn't just like, right, Shaggy snorts some cocaine, you saw it. No, it was... As I say, I hope like this is there's no young viewers listening. To this. Oh, this is explicit, so just don't, but, don't worry, mate. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sam, but like it was literally equivalent of yeah, Shaggy will give you some powers, but they blended it in, <laughs> and it wasn't straight away. It was built up. Yeah, and I feel like I haven't seen Scoob, but from what I've heard, it they didn't build it up. They just threw it straight in there. So the less that the film branches away, the, like the more consistent it is of a mystery the better scooby-doo film it'll be i'd say definitely i'd say scooby-doo most of the days is aimed at kids but when it came to the first two movies so many adults watched it like teenagers you name it because it was aimed not just at kids but at teenagers like there was some references for example like at the start daphne went red grabbing my which she was meant to say is Ghostly Grandma flipping ass. Yeah. And obviously, the Pass the Duty song is literally saying Pass the Weed. <laughs> and obviously, when Fred was walking through Valmo in that castle, he went, I'm a man of substance, and dorky chicks like you turn me on too. And it's like, when you're younger, you don't know what that means. It completely goes over your head, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it's when you're watching it as an adult, you're thinking, what the actual fuck were they thinking? Like, there's become this, like, new thing about Scooby-Doo, it's become a cult classic, the first film, but for being Mm, a lot more adult version. Yeah, I'd say, I think it's probably why a lot of adults were like, 
as when you watch it as a kid, you don't see these things. They just fly over your head. When you watch it as an adult, you're there trying not to make a face. So like your young little nephew or something doesn't see that as bad, and you're like, Ooh. yeah. But <laughs> I'd say definitely. I'd, I'd say 100% correct. Like, what, what's your opinion on it? I would I would say it's still mainly for kids because of the characters, but I feel like they got away with a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely agree. Yeah. I don't understand agree with that. And like that's first. Like you said, would you say the second film was a lot more child friendly for you at least? Like Monsters Inc. Uh sorry, so Monsters Inc. was I wasn't as keen because hmm. I felt like they rushed it. Hmm. As in when you look at the sets from Scooby Doo the movie, they were massive. Like the chasm scene. That was real. That was all made in a massive warehouse. And they had all these different props made and all these different locations, which were real. Hmm. So you can actually go there. I think, I, I don't know if you can anymore, but they should actually allow you to go there and can literally where it's been filming all these awesome things. And say like crazy. But obviously with Monsters, Inc., there was too much CGI, I think, personally. So it just overcooked, and that ruined it. Yeah. Like with Scooby Doo, there was only CGI when there needed to be with Scooby, the monsters, and obviously the soul swapping, soul swapping scene. Yeah. And that was it. These real props, and I think that when you get too much CGI, it ruins it. Mm. It becomes not not saying Spike is as bad, but it becomes like a Spike Kid movie. Yeah, and we all know that the Spike Kid movies went really bad, didn't they? Yeah, they went tits up. They went tits up like someone on ice. So would you say that instead of using, like, CGI, they could have used more practical effects? 100%, definitely. I mean, I know it's difficult because they were trying to bring monsters to life, but the amount of monsters they had and the amount of time they crammed it in, like, as in, I feel like they would have been much better if, they um what do you call it? If they just stuck with half and half. Yeah. Cause I think too much CGI ruins it. Like the James Bond, I think it was Die Another Day. That title scene was like, what the actual heck, man? Yeah. Or like Sharknado or all these kind of like classics, but they're only classics because of how bad the CGI is. Yeah. I feel like Scooby Doo, there was way too much of that. Like, it felt, like, heavy, whereas with the other one, it was spaced out, like, you could breathe. Hmm. The monsters didn't always show up. You know, you rarely saw them, whereas the Monsters, Inc., you always saw them. There was always a reference to them, or there was always a monster there. So, would you say the pacing of the second one was slightly worse, then? Yeah, I'd say it was a lot more fast-paced rather than a relaxed, 100%. So, you feel... I mean, in your... So, you feel the... If the film like paced out the monsters appearing, maybe use more practical effects, you'd probably have a higher opinion of it. Yeah, definitely. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm saying if I was going to watch either number one or number two, I'd always go with number one for that sort of reason. But so, what about you? What's your favorite? I, I would have rather watch because, like, I would have rather watched two again because I found more funny scenes in two than I did the first one. Oh, yeah, like when they all walk up to that um, catwalk and everyone's like, we got you tattooed on our chest. And she's like, ah. 
and it's got a lot more like despite not being as good but like there's a lot more funny ideas like giving Scooby a full name or like them going to a bar where all the past monsters go to that that's funny to me yeah well yeah no definitely, definitely. what would you say on that I'd say that yeah, it's, it's got some more humor, and especially with um, introducing some of the like criminals to it, it was um, I thought it was quite funny, especially Stevie McCrawley is like part like the Red Sea, and obviously Scooby Doo is like ridiculous after. Yeah, but again, I feel like they kind of rushed into that. Like you could have easily spread that over too. You know, they introduced so many monsters. That's why Scooby Doo one was better for me. There was only one monster. There's one monster, one person behind it. This there were like eight monsters. Yeah, one person unknown, and it all, and it all started bringing in all these different opinions and all of these different. Um, I'm trying to find the word. All these different ideologies. But in terms of humor, I'd say it's more evident in number two. But I personally prefer it in number one just because i do relate to shaggy obviously and it's all like eh, keep it weird yeah i was gonna say keep it weird <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. and um yeah no but i definitely say that there is more humor in number yeah two. so like but like plot wise the first one's better but the second one was a bit more confusing for you because it was yeah hunt yeah, 100%. Like, the first one, nice and simple. Bad island, monsters, find out how to beat them, you're done. So, this one, you have several monsters, and it was all sort of... I felt like it was quite crammed. You know, there were so many locations going on. And I don't, I don't know if it was like, just me, but I kind of knew who it was from the start. Even as a kid, I thought, like, oh, it must be... It must be the reporter. Also, spoiler, spoilers. Go ahead, because like it was too. Yeah, hey, Matt, you gotta say spoilers. It was too. It was too obvious to me that she was the bad guy. Yeah, she was trying to like discriminate uh, Scooby Doo, was she? And like just go against. Yeah, her. it's just. I feel like you'd already be a bit like, um, hmm, why is but... she always there? Why is she? Oh, well, true. No, but that was the thing, though. Did you? It seems like it was her, but it actually wasn't. Did you see, like, the final? Yeah, one? when they take the other mask off. I thought that was just, like... Yeah. Spoiler alert, guys. Cop out, really. I thought it was quite cool, actually. And, like, it was funny when Ned goes, like, Ow! Ned, he was like, But we cuddled! <laughs> and it was just that scene that was so, like, Oh, you done it now! <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was... I, I definitely say it was, it was... It was... You saw it coming. Yeah. Without a doubt, you saw it coming, without a doubt. But, like, with the first one, for me, like, as a kid, I, I was surprised that the big reveal was Scrappy, because, like, you grew up with Scrappy, and he's, um, despite being one of the most yeah. annoying characters, you'd never see him as a villain. No, 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 definitely. I mean, I, I didn't see that one coming at all. I mean, obviously, Scrappy gets buffed. And that fight scene occurs. It is so funny, and I can't stop. Especially that music by MXPX. Like, Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? Yeah, you know what I mean. But sorry for everyone who was here. I just made bleed. 
and obviously that sort of like that fast pace that those that those awesome twists there were some twists and turns that you weren't expecting hmm. i feel like that kind of made it better made it worse in some cases but it kind of made it better because it kept that edge on and you only found out towards the end hmm. whereas i feel like with number two they didn't really achieve that yeah like so like with what would be your opinion on Scrappy as a character? Because a lot of people have said in the past he's one of the most annoying things in cinema. Would you agree with that? I feel like Scrappy's character is lovable but very irritating. Yeah. In the sense of obviously he has a happy for like, I'm Scrappy too. I'm Scrappy. I'm Scrappy. Scrappy for a thousand times. There's no such thing as ghosts. Mm. And it's that sort of like high pitched voice that is kind of it's cute, but it's kind of annoying. And I love when Valma insults him by going, uh, "Puppy Pie was like he wasn't even a puppy; he had a growth defect." And it was like <laughs> oh, you could tell, even like with the film, that I, I feel like they thought of Scrappy as a mistake, really. Yeah, he he was a mistake for the family. Let's be honest; he was the run that. Yeah. Well, what's your opinion on Scrappy? Oh, he's just every every t- if I see Scrappy, I will always no near always change a channel because he's just too annoying. Yeah, I think I think that's how they like intended it to make that though, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like again, I know I'm zipping out and in, but it's like King Joffrey out of Game of Thrones, like everyone hated him. Yeah, but thing... like as an actor, he's one of the nicest people ever. But, but at the same time, Joffrey was a villain. Scrappy was a good guy, and you don't want to. God, I'd love to. I mean, he's trying to destroy the population, but yeah, it could yeah, but like, I mean, like in the in the cartoons, mean. I mean, like he was a good guy. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. I, I didn't see him much in the cartoons, to be honest. Mm, he he was in like say like the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo. He was okay at best in those. But it's just the, yeah, I know. Just that yeah. I think you'd agree. It's just that voice that can get on him. He's one of those. Yeah, I think he's one of those side characters that is it's difficult to help them fit in. Yeah. It's almost like it's there for no reason, except for to add a bit more story. Hmm. So would you say that? Well, would you say that Scrappy's your well? Who would you say is your least favorite character? We know that Shaggy's your favorite, but who would you say is that one that you just don't like? That's a good question. Oh man, that's a good question, actually. Um, I think when Shaggy's obviously trying to be nice and everything to gang what i didn't like was when fred was just turned him down like there were people watching i was like oh shaggy so i'd do it with you man i put my hand in the middle with him yeah and obviously probably to be honest the person i didn't least like was the what's his face um the well, that, uh, Valma describes it as the Papa Smurf figure. So, you know, when they go to that uh, Spookabaloos, yeah, where it's like she's giving like, and obviously, like that, and definitely that like really weird, bold shaman guy. I don't know, I'm not keen on him at all, to be honest. 
And I think it quite well. What would you say is Robbie's favourite? Because I, I don't feel count, that Fred was always the one with the least popularity, even in the the cartoons. So it always have to be Fred for me. Yeah. He, I suppose he's like that sort of jock personality, isn't he? Yeah. It? He didn't give me that. Like that sort of jock personality. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I know what you mean. I thought you there, bro. I thought you were there. So you 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 go you go on to like the newer films. Would you say that some of the characters in the newer ones are they more close to to the the original characters or? I'd say obviously number one they got like the characters spot on, whereas I feel like number two they kind of lost it a yeah. bit. Whereas with, for example, with the mystery begins, they got, I believe, their characters like bang on and spot on mm. for the um for the very first one in like the origin stories. Whereas number two, I feel like they lost it. So I feel like it's that sort of pattern where number one they get it and they just lose it in number two. Would mm. what would what's your opinion? Because like a lot of people say in the newer ones with Mystery Begins and Curse of the Late Monster, a lot of people don't like that the characters don't really look like the originals. What's your opinion on that? Yeah. I mean, I suppose I, I get where they're coming from, because obviously, you know, it's not Matthew is Lizard, is it? Lillard. Yeah. He plays Lillard, sorry. Matthew Lillard. He plays Shaggy, you know, it's not Freddie Prince Jr. I can't remember the other two names. Hmm. And obviously, if you, that's all you've known, it's going to be difficult to change. Whereas I feel like we haven't seen them when they're younger, so we can't really make an assumption mm-hmm. on, you know, whether we think it should be or it shouldn't be. It's all down to the writer's interpretation who wrote Scooby-Doo. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, I, I feel that... And obviously... As a... It's like a running theme in all the live-action ones. I believe they've always got Shaggy down to a T. I believe... Like, well, definitely. Yeah. Elaborate. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh. Yeah. I think they got Shaggy down to the team. You know, Cooper. Very lovable as a character. Like everyone loves him. Let's be honest. Yeah. If you had Shaggy out to party, it would go up. You know, you you need to call the police. It'd be that wild. Yeah. And I feel like with Alma, in the second one, they kind of showed a more emotional side to the characters, whereas in the first one, it was more that intellectual. Yeah. I felt like Shaggy, he really emphasised, like, his, like, his more caring side, mm. especially with Mary Jane, that I think really played well for him. And whereas in the second one, they more concentrate on the other three as opposed to Shaggy. Mm. And, like, I, 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 I think this is, like, a nitpick for me. Like, it's Scooby-Doo, but they focus more on the other three. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. It's just seeing his thing. Scooby Doo's almost like Scooby's a sidekick when in reality he's the main person. Yeah, like Sco- it's called Scooby Doo for a reason. Yeah, it's not called like DF being. I can't remember the other person's name. D Gang. Yeah, FED. Sounds like it sounds like a drug company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. <laughs> With like the films, then what what would you what order would you put from like best to worst? What what order would the films be in? Best definitely number one. 
uh, as in Scooby-Doo the movie. Yeah. Uh, second best, I'd say, would have to be The Mystery Begins. And then I think it's kind of a tie in last because they both have good things about them, as in uh, Curse of the Lake Monster and The Mystery Incorporated. Yeah. But they also have some cons to them. Yeah. Like they're not, their stories aren't as gripping or it's not quite as oh, yeah, let's watch this. It doesn't really hook you in as much. Yeah. You know, and all the settings are, like, very different from what you're familiar to, yeah. which I think kind of ruins it a little bit. But, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that. I would, I, I would say, for me at least, The Curse of Light Monster, I forgot it existed. Oh, it's not It's not a very well-known one, though. Not, not a lot of people know about it. Like, the advertisement for it wasn't. I think it came out when I must have been in year nine, so but I don't think the advertisement was very like out there, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel that at the same time a lot of people have that mindset of oh, if it's live action, it's never gonna be good. So not a lot of people would want to watch it, would they? No, I mean with let's be honest, with Green Lantern it was yeah, that that was a shock. And even Ryan Reynolds admitted himself he hated doing it. He wished he never did. Yeah. But well, what's your opinion? What's, what's, what order would you put it in? I would say... If you had to give it an order. Monsters Unleashed first, then the first one, and then I'd have the... I don't know which order I'd put Mystery Begins and Kiss of Light Monster. Yeah, yeah. Because I grew up with the originals, I mean, didn't I? Yeah, true, true. I mean, have you seen number one? Uh, sorry, have you seen uh, Mystery... Sorry. Mystery Begins or Curse of Lake. I've seen both of them, but I've watched Mystery Begins more, so I'd put Mystery Begins slightly higher. Yeah. Oh, what's your opinion on the uh, song by Inaba, you and I? Oh, that, that, that's that's a good song. I remember that day when we were walking around <laughs> also stream, you started playing it. Without you, there's no reason for my story. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, it was a, it was definitely a good song. It suited it very well. Yeah, I, to listening to I it. feel that they they did have okay soundtracks. The Scooby Doo movies. Oh no, they had a banger in every one. Yeah. Like in obviously number one, it was the um, MX. Oh, did you hear yeah. what I said, or do you need to repeat? Sorry. I didn't hear um, what you said, mate. Sorry, my bad. So obviously the number one uh, Scooby-Doo in the movie, it had the MXPX remix, yeah. which they had made specially for that movie. Um, yeah. In addition to that, like, they got a song by Solange on there, which didn't come out much. They had Shaggy singing a song, which is really kind of rap, which they wanted to get in the very beginning, but obviously they edited it because title screen time and they didn't really think it would make it a whole. And the whole concept of having mm. characters that are in animated and then non is a bit confusing. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. number two was MXPX again, the main one that stuck out or played out funky music white boy by Wild Cherry. Um mm. yeah, some other ones like Don't Wanna Think About You by Simple Plan. All those sort of, you know, noughties, nineties sort of pop punk bands. And then mm. when you got to Scooby Do number one and two. As in the mystery begins and cause a late monster. Uh, obviously, Scooby Doo the mystery had Anaba, you and I, really really cool. I think they're from American American band. Made some bangers like eighteen was yeah. one of them. 
more well-known songs. I I don't know a lot of people know who they are. No, they're quite popular. Really, they they don't. Really... I definitely yeah. think that it helped get their popular like their um their their well-knownness. If that makes sense, I think it definitely helped increase it. Yeah. So, so like people will always try and say like all oh, live action films of cartoons are worse. There have been tons of bad cartoon movies. I look at the original Tom and Jerry movie, like when when they talk, for example. Would would would, would that be your argument as well? I'd, for people, yeah, I'd say it's definitely a spectrum. As in, it could be anywhere. So you can remake like they remake like a lot of the Disney's now. They're remaking. And yeah, like it plays with the exact same thing. Sometimes some remakes are bad. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example, which isn't really supporting my case right now. Aladdin, I did not like the yeah, Aladdin no, remake. I think it lost it, or like having that much music. It's not bad, but it's not great. For for example, mm. with Ghostbusters two, on um, Ghostbusters one was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But Ghostbusters 2, I felt like mm. I took more to it because they changed up the diversity. Yeah. Obviously, they had Leslie. I don't remember what her full name is, but obviously they had... Uh, I can't remember her last name, but I got Leslie on it. It was the black lady. who was like, I don't know if it's a black thing or a race thing, but I'm mad as hell. And um, they had a lot <laughs> of the cast, actually, from Saturday Night Live on it as well. So it was a very, very funny cast. Obviously, Melissa McCarthy... I can't remember the other two's mm. names, unfortunately. But I feel like it's all about your cast oh. and it's all about how you portray them. Like with Ghostbusters, like it's not the feminist, but I'm glad that they actually put females in. You know, I think it worked out better, if anything, yeah. because they can kind of show more emotion. It switches it up a bit and you've got really, really good comedians, yeah. obviously, that are female that just make the movie a whole. Like even the person who played Thor, which everyone's going to murder me for because I can't remember his name. Wait, who played Thor? Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth mate. Chris, Chris Pratt. Like, even Chris Hemsworth just being that, like, kind of stupid muscle guy was like, yeah, the phone's ringing. I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, oh, okay. And then just puts it down like, Eish. it's all about the cast and everything else, I, I personally reckon. So, would you say if the cast for the Scooby films, if they weren't uh, like as weren't as like similar to the characters, would you say that would have changed your opinion? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't have liked the movie if it wasn't the way it is. I think I think it was perfect the way it is because portrayed it perfectly. Everything's the same, and you know what I mean. It, it like it's what you want out of the live action. So, in, in your opinion, what, yeah. what would you say is? Like your opinion on the actual live actions. Like, I know obviously number two and number one you're not keen on. Do you think they should have had a different cast? Do you think they should have explored more ideas? Or what? Like, what's your opinion on that? I feel like if I, f- I feel like originally they only made them as little kids' films, but like you said, if they did, if they made just like one monster in the second one. Instead of having yeah. loads of them. Definitely. But still, it's just that film had so many funny set pieces to it. it just. Yeah. I feel like. 
wouldn't be as of good as good really. No, I hundred percent agree with that without a doubt. Yeah. So so I think that that's all we have time for for this week. Thank you for coming on. And what would be your closing statement for this week's Pulp Fiction podcast? Well, number one, thank you very much for having me, Sam. It's been an honour. Hope I'm doing another one with you sometime. Listen to Pulp Fiction. You can always give Sam the support. Super funny guy. Amazing. Brings you awesome content. And yeah, I just want to say thank you very much. And uh, watch Scooby Doo if you haven't already. Give it a chance if you haven't nah, already. Watch it if you haven't already. Without well, yeah. Would you would you come back to do a Pulp Fiction podcast on your least favorite film? Hundred percent. Yeah, I'd more be more than happy. Okay. Be more than happy. To. And as always, yeah. And as always, thank you for listening. Support the podcast where you can, and we will hope to see you sometime next next week with the next Pulp Fiction podcast. Bye-bye.